When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Monday, July 18th, and I am going to get my booster today. So, yay. High five to everybody um, who has boosters, blah, blah, blah. I talked with my buddy at the CDC, scientist at the CDC, and he said, go get it. I was going to wait until the Omicron boosters come out but um, uh, in the fall, but I am going to work uh, for... Major League Soccer in the upcoming weeks in Los Angeles and Minneapolis. If you're at the All-Star Game in Minneapolis with uh, with Major League Soccer, stop by the credentials booth and say hello to me. Or if you're going to the doubleheader at SoFi in Los Angeles, you can stop by. Um, and, and speaking of boosters, uh, FYI, uh, Moderna is front page news again. And so with with Moderna being front page news, um, I'm kind of thinking that mRNA is back in style. Now, you did have a down day on Friday. It's kind of cooled off. Again, you know, the the RSI is at 58. Their earnings are coming up on August 2nd. Um, It it just crossed down, but your nine day is above the 21 day. So our algorithm wouldn't have you out of Moderna. Moderna was a great trade. Um, June 21st at 132, we got all the way up to 180. So, you know, again, you've got well above your uh, 10%. Um, Moderna, the uh, here's, here's Moderna. The algorithm makes you 328% versus buying and holding makes you 103%. The average win is 30%. So... The algorithm on this one absolutely 100% wins. Um, the best call on Friday that I had was Citigroup. I think it was up 10%. Let me see. Um, let me see if Active Trader Pro still has this. Uh, Citigroup, um, it opened, doesn't have it, but it closed at 50. Uh, it's opening up at $50.20. Financials probably had their run, but you did have a MACD cross up at forty nine eighty three. Now, the algorithm makes you ten percent on this one versus a point seven one percent loss. The average win on City is eleven percent. City has shown themselves to be turning around. Uh, them and Wells Fargo are two kind of banks that essentially they they. You know, Wells Fargo had a cross up on Friday too at forty one ten, but the two banks have shown that hey, you know, we we can make money in this environment. We can turn things around. We can start cleaning things up. Both of them have new CEOs. Uh, Wells Fargo does not do as good on the algorithm eighteen percent versus a sixty six percent buy and hold. Your average win on Wells Fargo though is eleven percent. So. Uh, you do have opportunity in Wells Fargo. Just City seems to be the one that um, is higher. 
Uh, Goldman Sachs came out with earnings. Let's look at uh, Citigroup, by the way. Citi, their book value is at $90.64. That's trading at 50. So if you believe in Citi, maybe it's time to get in there because it's half of book value. Uh, book value for Wells Fargo is at 41.55. That's right where it's trading. Goldman Sachs came out with earnings today and they are popping two to three it's up four percent. It's at 305, eleven dollars up. <clears throat> we said last week buy this one under 300. The book value is 297 on this one. It closed at 293 on Friday. Would have been good play. Again, four percent in a day. Kind of think playing earnings, blah, blah, blah. I think it's good. Um, Tom Lee was on CNBC on Friday. He thinks the earnings are going to grow, thinks a soft landing is possible, and do not sell the rally at this time. If you don't know Tom Lee, he has been more right than he has been wrong uh, through the COVID crisis. Uh, After the COVID crisis, he's been calling for Bitcoin to 100,000. He's been calling for a uh, rally since probably March, I think. So he's he's a typical um, kind of um, bull on the market. He's he's kind of an uber bull and thinks that things are always good, blah, blah, blah. But uh, again, don't sell the rally is what he says this time. I kind of tend to disagree with him, but I do think that we are going to see a rally into these earnings. I think you're going to see a 75-point basis hike from the Fed uh, next week, and I think that... Uh, won't take the the market by surprise. I think you still see a rally because I think they're pricing in a one-point market, to be honest with you. Um, Dan Ives was also on CNBC on Friday, and Scott Wapner was asking him about the fine from the SEC. Dan Ives said, hey, I can't comment on that. Kind of shady. I like Dan Ives. I, don't get me wrong. I, I, I think his analysis is fantastic. Kind of shady that somebody on Wall Street says, hey, I made an agreement with the SEC to pay things off. And then all of a sudden, they can't comment it. Boo-hoo, whatever. Um, uh, Okay, now let's get into... Oh, by the way, so I posted this on Twitter, and and I should probably have taps playing in the background. Jim Cramer is ringing the opening bell. Um, the last time this happened was right before COVID. It was two weeks before the COVID crash. We could be looking at a huge downturn if you believe in inverse Kramer. Now, I personally um, believe in inverse Kramer more than I believe in actual Kramer. I think Kramer has good points. I think he's a good uh, stock picker. I think he's just in that boomer generation. And I think what I really hate is he criticized Kathy Woods as, hey, Kathy Woods is a bad stock picker. She doesn't know what she's doing, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> F you, Jim Cramer, because there's an inverse Jim Cramer. And then he cries on air that the SEC needs to come after the inverse Jim Cramer crowd. Well, crying that, the, you know, that's exactly what Kathy Woods said. Kathy Woods is saying, hey, we publish our research. We put it out there. So a lot of people are not necessarily coming into our funds. They're actually just taking our research and buying the actual stocks. Well, you would think that would help, but sometimes when the stocks get too run over, blah, 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 algorithms start selling and there's more volume in these stocks than there would have been if they had kept the research quiet. Well, again, Jim Cramer charges you $600 a freaking year to get uh, his quote unquote investment club uh, 
Yeah, and don't get you know, don't get me wrong. I think he does a lot of charitable work with that one, but he gets paid from it. It's not a nonprofit charitable charitable trust. Doesn't mean he doesn't get paid from it. So, you know, there we go. Um, but yeah, I wanted to make mention that he is ringing the bell, so he's got his show at at Wall Street. Blah blah blah. Whatever. Um. Uh, let's go over some some stocks. Now, I have been looking at this one because in times like this, and it has been a great, great stock, um, XLV, which is the healthcare um, ETF. Uh, you just got out with a 3% gain, um, 3.65% from 121 to 130. You sold kind of at... Uh, you know, about 127 or so. I don't know that I'd necessarily put this in as a um, a, a huge win because, again, you got all the way up to 132. Now, do I think this has more legs on it? The RSI is at 56. The, the MACD's about to cross up again. Uh, I think if you don't want to get into UNH because you're worried about the valuation, the valuation of UNH is crazy. You did have a cross up. You had a, a basically you got out of UNH on Friday morning uh, with a ten percent gain. Again, this one we said buy it at four seventy. It even got down to four thirty. Um, I said buy it anywhere between that that time frame. I think you could have bought it in at four eighty. Blah blah blah. Um, it got you out with a ten percent gain. Now here's the thing: got you right back in on Friday. Friday afternoon, 529. So 529 is a buy. I still think that this one at some point in time comes down under uh, 500. Let's look at their uh, forward PE. <clears throat> forward PE is 21, which for a healthcare stock is huge. I had a listener ask me to look at CVS and Walgreens. Um, CVS, just for their forward PE is 10. Um, Walgreens, which I actually think is a better, um, and by the way, it's Walgreen Boots Alliance, WBA. Their forward PE is eight. Now, CVS and and Walgreens have kind of the same business model. Hey, let's get you in. Uh, Walgreens has a LabCorp um, partnership in some of their stores. CVS has their Minute Clinic. Uh, It really, again, I've traveled all up and down the East Coast around the country, God, it really depends on your local business here. Uh, there are some CVS stores that are just horrific. There are some Walgreens stores that are horrific. There are some of these stores that are fantastic, unbelievable. So I think it really depends. If I were basing it on on my particular thing, I would say, hey, Walgreens has a 5% um, dividend yield. They have an 8 PE ratio. Uh, CVS has a 2% dividend yield and a 10 forward PE ratio. Um, let's look at the stocks, CVS and WBA. Uh, CVS would have you <clears throat> in at $95. It just had on Friday, just had a cross up. Now the RSI is at 56. I don't know that I'd necessarily do it. Their ex-dividend date is coming up on July 21st. They probably will have some uh, some good earnings here. Walgreens had a buy-in as well, 37.73. Their ex-dividend date is coming up on August 18th. They've already announced earnings. 
So the catalyst is the ex-dividend date on August 18th. You've been in a slide ever since earnings. Uh, the RSI on this one is 46. If you had to get into one of these two stocks right now, I would say Walgreens is probably your best bet. Now, the algorithm on Walgreens loses you 18% versus the buy and hold loses you 6%. Uh, the average win is 4%. So I don't think the either one of these is a particularly good stock in the algorithm. Now, the algorithm on CVS makes you 40% versus uh, 49% with the uh, buy and hold. So overall, I, I think CVS has been the better, uh, well, obvious, it's been the better um, uh, stock. Uh, and that's because they had they had so far down to come from. Walgreens has just been a poorly managed company, but they're paying a 5% yield and they have a lower, and again, these are run kind of like um, uh, convenience stores and gas stations where they lure you in for run, one reason. It might be COVID testing, might be COVID. I'm getting my vaccine at, at a CVS today. Um, and they're hoping that I'm going to buy something else. They bring you in for prescriptions. Boom. They hope that you buy something else. Their margins on other things in those stores are enormous. And that's what they do. So if you're going to get into healthcare, I, in my particular opinion, I think you, uh, it's either Walgreens, UNH, or XLV. And Walgreens is just in there because somebody asked me to look at it. I wouldn't necessarily throw my money into Walgreens, even though they have a 5% dividend yield. I'm just, you know, again, when I walk in some of these stores, I'm like, hey, you could do so much better. I mean, walk into a Chick-fil-A. Um, I do not eat Chick-fil-A. I am not a fan of Chick-fil-A. I think it's too salty. I think they use MSG. I am much more of a healthy eater then eating at Chick-fil-A, <clears throat> um, even though I freaking love fast food, but Chick-fil-A is not my thing. But I will tell you, that is a tremendously well-run business. You walk in there, and each of one of those businesses, you can walk into a Chick-fil-A in, in, in Tennessee uh, or a Chick-fil-A in Manhattan. They are very similar businesses. Walgreens, it ain't the same freaking business. So, Get things under control, and I think that comes from management up top. That's why I would say Walgreens, CVS, eh, I'm not a huge fan of them. Costco is one. Uh, this one went over 500. It's at 522. You're still in this one. Remember when I said, hey, Costco is probably a good buy here at 436 way back on May 25th, and it floundered. It went down. Uh, you made a 4% gain with that purchase at 436. Then it got back you back in at 459. Um, after you know you got out at about 459, it got you right back in about four or five days later at 459. You're at 522. Um, their ex dividend date is coming up on July 28th. Their earnings aren't until later in September. So there's no real huge catalyst in this. But I will tell you, um, let's look at this real quick. I can't pull it over. Um, I can't pull it over. Um, but I'm a huge Costco fan. Again, their RSI is at 73. I don't know that I'd necessarily get into this one, but I noticed that it was uh, trading well over 500, bumped way up. Um, this is a retailer that is fantastic. If you're trying to play the retail uh, crowd coming back in, Macy's just had a MACD cross up at 1661. Their earnings are coming up on August 17th. 
if you don't know or don't remember or haven't listened, I have a fantastic Macy's experience. Walked in there, um, saw clothing, um, uh, uh, they're online. Essentially what it was was I bought some towels, picked them up at the local store. Fantastic, highly, highly discounted uh, Ralph Lauren towels compared to Belk, compared to Dillard's, um, compared to other, uh, you know, other online retailers. Macy's was by far the best. And the towels are fantastic. They're awesome. Pillows, towel, bedding. Love Macy's for that. Um, but if you're looking for a retailer, Costco is up there. I wanted to bring up Macy's because they did just have a MACD cross up. I've had a good, you know, this one has slid all the way from 23 down to 16. Let's look at their forward PE. Uh, Macy's forward PE is three. Their dividend yield is 3.79. When's their dividend date? Um, the dividend X date, eh, you've already passed it, but their earnings are coming up August 17th. So you do have a catalyst there. Apple uh, suing to get rid of the App Store um, uh, um, EU kind of thing. They want it thrown out. Uh, this had a MACD cross up June 22nd at 134. I said, hey, load up the Brinks truck. Anytime it's below 150, I think you load up the Brinks truck. It's trading at 150 in pre-market. Their earnings are coming up July 28th. I would not buy this one right now. The MACD is at um, a significantly high level. It hasn't crossed necessarily crossed down. It's kind of still above that strike line, but the RSI is at 68. I would not buy this one now. Um I wanted to bring it up because I was in the uh, Apple store last week. I have been, probably will buy in the next few days, the Apple 13 Pro. Um, I am going to Visible. If you guys don't know, Visible. Oh my God, I need to start um, referring some of these things. But Visible, $25 um, a party play, uh, unlimited. And I've got, right now I've got US Mobile. US Mobile pushed me up from half price. I was paying $13 a month. I'm sorry, $15 a month. It is now $30 a month. So I am going to, and that's on an 18 gig plan. I don't get 5G. So I'm going to buy the new uh, iPhone 13 Pro and go to Visible uh, for $25 a month unlimited. Crazy, crazy good. Um, but I wanted to bring out Apple because fundamentally, fundamentally the, 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 the business looks solid. Um, do I think iPhones are up, uh, you know, or down in, in demand? No, I think they just got their supply chain stuff. Uh, stuff. They've already notified you that that China is an issue. Uh, I think that's priced into the stock. Do I think it's going back down to one thirty at some point? Probably. Market is too good right now. Um, the algorithm gets you fifty nine percent versus buying and holding the asset is fifty three percent. The average win on this is six percent. Um, again, you had 12 wins, 13 losses. The wins on this one greatly outweigh the losses. Uh, but again, it depends on what year look you're looking at. Our algorithm never really beat on Apple. The only reason it's kind of even is because it's been so far down. It went from 180. The last one, two, three, four, five. The last five trades on this uh, were losses. You had 25 position over a thousand candles. The last five were losses. You're due for a win. You did have that 134. You're going to get the win on this one. Um, but don't buy it now. I'd kind of wait on this one. <clears throat> now, TQQQ was a, uh, I won on this one. I think I made two, three, three percent on Friday on this one. It wasn't a big, 
uh, a big win, but you had the open and it just kept going up from there. Uh, in pre-market, it's 2763 um, right now on a five-minute chart. It, again, this one's going up. It closed to 2679, probably going to 28 today. Um, and, and I did have a question about how do I trade TQQQ? Well, again, go back to my Friday Friday uh, podcast. There are links to Zip Trader or descriptions. Um, if you look at my Twitter, I think I put the description, but Google Zip Trader and uh, look at his uh, how to buy stocks, um, how to day trade, things of that sort. He talks about confirmation and validation over an EMA or an SMA. I think it's he uses the SMA, but uh, find that that video on how to buy, how to sell. That's how I trade TQQ. That's how I trade SQQQ. That's how I trade Boyle. That's how I trade KOLD. That's how I trade UCL. That's how I trade SCO, UVIXI, SVIXI. All of those that I talk about that are decaying in value ETFs, decayed value ETFs, these are basically, they will go up 2%. They're, they're meant to be traded, not investments. Um, so, you know, find that video. Uh, it, it is there, I know. Uh, UCO, speaking of, close to 34. I think we're seeing turnaround in oil. Um, you're starting to see some some actual supply uh, be shortened. You did have a MACD cross-up in UCO at $35 um, on the, 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 the algorithm. Again, <clears throat> some people ask me, okay, when I talk about this algorithm, what am I talking about? Well, I use a four-hour chart. So a four-hour chart is not day trading per se. It's what's called swing trading. Day trading, in my mind, is anything less than a day. If you're holding it an hour, if you're holding it uh, for four hours, if you're holding it for five hours, that's day trading. What I use for day trading is Active Trader Pro because it is a faster, um, just it, it's linked to my brokerage account so I can buy an Active Trader Pro, I can sell an Active Trader Pro. I'm looking at that. Active Trader Pro is my day trading tool. When I talk about my algorithm, it's on a four-hour chart. It's not a day trading tool. I use TrendSpider. This is a swing trade tool. And what's a swing trade tool for me? A swing trade is anywhere between uh, two days and probably six to eight months. Uh, I would talk about an investment probably being anything more than six months for me. Um, because I want, you know, if I'm trading it in my brokerage portfolio, I'm using um, uh, tax-advantaged accounts, um, investments for me in my tax-advantaged accounts, IRA and things of that sort. They're more investments. My day trades I tend to do in my brokerage account because any losses that I have, I can write off against gains. So if you want more uh, explanation about that. Let me know. Maybe I'll do a Saturday podcast about that one. Um, earnings this week, you know, we talked about UCL. I'll go over KOLD and all that stuff in a little bit. But earnings this week, the one that interests me is Netflix. Now, Netflix on Friday had a cross up at 189. Here's the thing you have to know about Netflix. And will I play Netflix? I don't know. It's at 192 pre market. Now, here's Let's look at Netflix in Finviz. Uh, Netflix in Finviz, their forward PE is 16. So it's in a value 
territory. Um, again, 189 is the buy on this one. They come out on Wednesday, I believe. Yeah, or I'm sorry, tomorrow after the bell. Now, their RSI is at 59. This one has gotten some play, um, but it's in this trading range between 160 and 190. It hasn't really broken that 200 um, in, in the month of uh, July. So what's my thought on this? Well, they're expected to lose more uh, subscribers this period. Uh, if they lose more than the expected, the rumor kind of, the whisper number, as everybody says, if they lose more than 2 million subs, this thing is going to tank back down to the 170s, I think. Maybe even 150s. Um, they have a password sharing um, trial, kind of not, you know, a crackdown in South America. The rumors in the press is that this is going poorly. Uh, we will have to see until they they release earnings. We don't know that. It's rumored to be going poorly because people are complaining about it. Well, if people are complaining about it, that's one thing. If people are actually signing up for the service and they're increasing their subscriptions, that's good for the business, not bad for the business. So we have to see what they say. Now, the, the, the real question is, do they grow subscribers? Do they grow revenue? Do they grow active users? Well, said Ted Sarandos, I said this on the podcast last week, um, every uh, one user, one one subscriber equals five users. What do they have to do? They just have to get 20% of those people and and they will double their, their user base. You know, one to two. Eh. So um, I think that's, that's good. That is good for the business. Now, Am I going to play this on earnings? I don't know. I don't know. Again, you know, you would have said, hey, last earnings, which was April 19th, um, you would have said, hey, you know, God, there's no way they're going to, uh, to, to lose that many subs. You've got stranger things coming up. You've just got content that's coming out the wazoo. Well, you would have bought it 350 and you would have opened up the next day at 250 So... That's how bad that is. Now, this gap is up there sitting, and it's not un, unheard of that they're going to do this. They are going to discuss, um, most likely, there's going to be questions about their ad tier. Um, and if you have Hulu, you probably have an ad tier. If you have Disney, they're going to launch their ad tier as well. Um, this is something, I think 70% of the Hulu subs are ad tier based. Now, depending on how they roll this out, uh, you know, Netflix may very well may do an ad tier on third party kind of um, not movies and stuff, but they may play an ad before a movie. Uh, I was watching um, uh, Peacock this weekend and I like I like their ad tier. It's, it's actually not bad. It, you know, again, it's better than watching it on TV. So um, but whatever. So you can decide on Netflix. I'll let you know if I do. I don't think I am. But uh, KOLD, TQQQ, Tesla, um, this is going to be huge. Now, uh, who was it? Was it Deutsche Bank? Yeah. Deutsche Bank says buy Tesla before earnings. That's a big, big statement from a bank. Now, you had this buy-in at 701. I said buy it under 700. You got earnings Wednesday afternoon. The RSI right now is at 53. Uh, I think it's up in pre-market. Let's just look at it. 
Tesla in pre-market is at 735. It closed at 720. So it did jump when they said, hey, buy it before earnings. I would expect you to be able to get this at 720 at some point today. Um, you know, this one's going to swing. This is still kind of within an hour of that that news coming out. So, um, God, it's so hard to tell you to buy this one, even though historically it would it would be fine. But when you look at uh, Finviz and you look at Tesla's forward PE, they're at 45. That is just too freaking high. Just too high. So um, when you look at uh, Truist on July 14th, they came out, put a $1,000 price target on it. On July 13th, um, Canaccord, uh, Genuity, uh, buy 801 price target. June 24th, Credit Suisse, 1125. That's the price targets. June 13th, upgrade RBC Capital Markets, 1175. June 9th, neutral to buy, 1100 for UBS. Um, May 17th, Tudor Pickering. They didn't put a price target on it, but they upgraded it from sell to hold. These are companies that basically have said, hey, this is $1,000. There's n- there is no... Oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. January. January, all of these guys put, you know, Oppenheimer. Uh, no, who was it? JP Morgan put an underweight 295 to 325 price target. Um, uh, Citigroup said sell 262 to 313. Um, you know, but nobody w- within recent, you know, six months has put less than a thousand dollar price target on this one. So, again, I think you could probably get this one seven twenty five, seven twenty. I, I today it's going to be up. There's nothing you can do about it. If you didn't get it under seven hundred, maybe you just wait for it. But I did want to bring that one up. <clears throat> uh, speaking of Tesla, Twitter, the Elon's lawyers Friday said to the Delaware court, "Hey, we don't want a speedy trial. We want to drag this one out." Well, you had to buy at 36.62 on Friday in the algorithm. The algorithm performance, you make 78% versus a 1% buy and hold. Uh, Your average win is 14.55%. You had 10 wins, 17 losses. I think it's worth taking the chance. Your last um, two, two entries into this one were losses. So I think it's worth it. Um, Again, most legal experts that you talk to say Elon doesn't have a leg to stand on. He's either going to pay Twitter a shit ton of money or he's going to buy the business. And if you want to pay Twitter a shit ton of money, it's not just $1 billion, by the way. Uh, if he can't get financing, he has to back out and pay a billion dollars. But the financing has gone through because the stock price is so far down. Again, fifty-four twenty. Um, That's kind of where you're at. Uh, let's go and look at, uh, Oracle. Oracle is one, it's a podcast favorite. This one came up as a, uh, buy. You'd be out the the last, uh, last one you lost 1.7%. Now the algorithm doesn't perform very well on this. The algorithm, uh, over a thousand candles, you had 27 positions. There were only nine, nine wins. Your average win is 5.7. I continue to say that this one trades between 70 and 90. 
Um, it is right at $70.71 right now. This is stable tech. It is uh, sitting there just kind of hanging out. The RSI is in no man's land at 52. The MACD is probably going to cross up here because it's going up. Um, you did get out, it looks like, yeah, on Thursday. I'm sorry, Thursday's candle gets you out with a 1% loss. It's safe tech. You had your ex-dividend date just pass. Your earnings are coming up September 12th. Um, you know, it, it again, stable tech gives you, let's look at their uh, forward PE and stuff. This is a cloud company, um, 11.98 uh, PE, forward PE. They put off a 1.8% dividend. The, the trend line is obviously down. So again, in my mind, I think this trades between 70 and 90. You're right at 70. That's why I bring it up. Uh, let's look at App Harvest. Lala loves the App Harvest. A-P-P-H. Um, because this one got me in because I, I didn't get in, but that $2.98 is still hanging out there. You're still at $4. And I think that's where it's hovering uh, around the 200-day. Your earnings are coming up August 9th. The, the RSI is hanging out in no man's land. This uh, MACD is just kind of, it probably is going to go up. But you did have a good move here from July 14th, which was Thursday, um, which was around 374. And you've had it at 414. So you've got actual upward movement in this one. If you haven't sold it, Lala, kind of hang on to it because, um, again, the uh, the movement is up. You trade the trend in this. Now, it's up at uh, the bid. It, it closed at 414. It's kind of trading. It doesn't have much pre-market volume, um, but it's at 416. I'd hang on to this. The 10-day volume is at 1.3. The 90-day volume is at 1.8, so it's negligible. This is a micro cap. It's $421 million worth of market cap. There's no, again, it's 22% short. 22% short is huge. Just to give you an idea, GME is 20% short. AMC is 19% short. Um, what's the other one that, oh, Revlon. Revlon is the other one that, that's huge short. Revlon, 73% short. 73% short on Revlon. God, that's asking for a squeeze back up to $8. But um, App Harvest, I like. If you haven't gotten rid of it, I'd probably hold on to it a little bit longer. Again, trade the trend. The trend is up, so I think that's moving up. The danger here, Lala, is that rug can get cut out from under you. If we see a down day, boy, that one's going back into the threes. Um, Cleveland Cliffs. This one is up over 15. I said buy it in the 14s. Um, Cleveland Cliffs closed at $14.99. Yeah, uh, Friday's day range was $14.38 to $15. It's only at $15.12. It is not way, way up here. It jumped. It looks like right about um, uh, 6.05, 6 o'clock. The MACD is kind of crossing down on the five-minute chart. Uh, again, if I was day trading this one, this one's going to go down the... The VWAP's at 1533. Um, it doesn't have a lot of pre-market, but Cleveland Cliffs, let's see if we had a MACD cross up here um, right before earnings. We did. We're still in at 1695. Uh, that MACD is kind of just hanging out there. Your earnings are coming up. 
Um, hold on one second. I want to drag. Oh, why is this dragging up like that? Um, I want to. We're gonna. Ugh, Trend Spider is kind of messing with me a little bit. Um, the MACD is right on that that strike line. The RSI is in no man's land at forty two. Not crazy. Again, your average win on this is sixteen percent. 145% over a thousand candles in the algorithm, 162% buy and hold. Um, this one could easily go down to 12. It's all about their earnings on July 21st. It is 100% about the cost of doing business. Is inflation killing them? Um, that's where you want to know. Uh, oil stocks are up today. Like I said, UCO is up. We're seeing demand. Oxy is above 60 again, $60.05. There was a news report that I read, and it was about, you know, Warren Buffett's continuing to buy this one. Let's look at the insider sales. The last insider sale, July 13, 3.7 million, which is nothing because that's low. He's been pouring 473 million on July 5th, 224 million on July 6th, July 11th, 105, July 12th, 140. So he slowed down his purchase. Um, but there's been no selling in this. He's just been buying and buying and buying. He's got billions of dollars. The question was, the last time he bought like this with kind of no regard to, uh, yeah, the stock's running, but I'm continuing to buy. He took the company private. Now, is the company, is he buying Occidental because it's essentially going to be a cash business? Oil is is high, um, you know, while you have capital dollars, if you're pulling oil out of the, the ground and you've got the business in place, it is a highly profitable business when you've got oil selling at over $100 a barrel. <clears throat> His railroad companies and other companies are losing money because oil is that high. So what the article that I read was saying is, hey, is Warren Buffett buying this because he wants to take it private? Interesting, interesting suggestion. Now, your last purchase on this one, the MACD crossed up at 58.20 and you sold out uh, on, um, let me see, uh, July 13th for a 2% loss. I probably would have told you not to sell it. Because I'm still holding it. What's my average purchase price? Let's see. My average purchase price for Oxy is $62.91. I have not bought down here. I I thought it was going to go down to $55. It just never went down to $55. Um, But I I need to continue buying this one to dollar cost average. Kind of like Warren did. Buying way, way lower than this. But he's put in millions of dollars at $60. So it's above 60, again, under 60, uh, buy it, over 60, sell it. I kind of bought in there at a super high price with a super big lot. Made a mistake, thought it was going for a run, didn't take my profits. My fault. Um, Devon Energy, let's look at Devon because Devon, again, under 60. This one got down to 50. It's at 50, $54. It's up 2%. 52.71. We had a buy-in at 53.21 uh, back on July 7th. I've said, hey, buy this one because I don't care. It's not, you know, it's not going down. I think we even broke. Yeah, we broke on July 14th. 
We got to 49.51. The earnings are coming out on August 1st. If you don't think that these guys are going to announce record earnings, uh, oil has been selling for an enormous amount. Now, the performance on this one, um, the average win is 20%. Uh, The algorithm makes you 52%. Buying and holding makes you 404% because energy has just been on a run for two years. That's where it's been. Uh, Fang is another favorite. Uh, this is Diamondback Energy. This one dipped down. You had a MACD cross up on Friday at 108. <clears throat> 108. You're at 109 in pre-market. Uh, in fact, no, I think you're even higher than that. Let me go into Active Trader Pro. You are at 112. 112. The VWAP is at 111. So um, you are paying up for this one. Uh, there were... Uh, Zip Trader. Oh, Goldman Sachs, if I haven't said it, I think I may have said it earlier, but Goldman Sachs is up uh, in pre-market. We had a, uh, we haven't had a MACD cross up on it, but it will happen today. Um, their earnings were good. And I, like I said, below book value, below 296, buy this one, buy it. So let's go over Zip Trader Charlie's um, things. G-O-E-V, this is Canoe. Uh, Canoe had a has had a spectacular run. They've gapped up ever since that Walmart contract. Uh, Charlie went over it last night on his video. Um, uh, oh, there we go. Congress and stock trades. They're going over Pelosi's Nvidia trade. I got to go in over Nvidia too. But Canoe, I'll write that down. Um, Canoe. They have the Walmart order. They have the U.S. Army for one car. This one is a total hype play. Uh, it is not making money. Uh, the second there is any question, the RSI is at 67. It is completely oversold. I don't think you can uh, you can buy this one as a um, investment right now, but you can trade this one. It's at 421. Again, the the 10 day volume is 47 million shares. 90 day volume is seven seven million shares. Short is only 16 percent. They don't. They are not making money. This is not one where you think this is going to make money. Their earnings are coming out August fifteenth. Continue to expect hype play from this. He does say Charlie does say um, uh, shipping is back in play. And what's interesting is uh, U.S. Maritime Corp. U.S.E.A. is one. Uh, not enough candles for four hours. U.S.E.A. Uh, this is one where they just issued there. There were uh, rumors of them buying ships. Um, this is one 10 day volume is 20 million. 90 day volume is 20 million. It, it's just kind of IPO. So it's not there's not a lot of stuff out there. I can't even run the algorithm on it. It's got too few of candles. Uh, it closed at 607. It's going to open up at 402. P.E. ratio is four. Uh, if you want to get into uh, shippers, I would say um, uh uh, what was that? God, I forget all my shippers. Um, uh, it's not zip recorder. Uh, Zim, Z-I-M. Z-I-M. Uh, let's look at them. They are b- 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 47. Uh, let's look at Zim in the algorithm. This is one where Zim is, uh, the algorithm makes you 77%. They've got a, a gap up here. Uh, 4364 is where the algorithm has you in. Um, 47 is where it's trading right now. So you've made, uh, you know, 10% in this one. 
from the algorithm. The algorithm uh, is overall over a thousand candles. 77% where it's just buying, holding makes you 301%. Uh, the problem with shipping is the shipping costs have been coming down just because um, the supply chain is getting fixed. This one, the RSI is at 52. The earnings come out August 16th. DAC is another shipper. Um, we had a MACD cross up at 60.26. You're trading at $60.90. Their earnings are coming up August 1st. Uh, EAGL, uh, EGL, E, uh, Eagle Shipping um, is uh, 44.16. You're at 47.33. Uh, this is quite a run that this one has kind of gone on. Um, again, you've got your 10% in there. August 4th is their uh, earnings. So you've got your shippers in there. Now, uh, Nancy Pelosi had a huge call. Uh, they bought calls on NVIDIA. It was released. Um the algorithm has you in July 7th at 157. Their earnings are coming out August 17th. You've got the RSI right now at 53. Can you get in at 157? I said when this one went down to 140, I thought you should, the 140 handle, you're at 162. Do I think you get in at 162? Eh, I think there will be better days to get in at lower prices. But if you're buying NVIDIA, as a five-year investment, do not penny pinch and think, oh, I've got some downside. Uh, anything in the 150s is, is your buy-in. Anything in the 160s, you're kind of thinking about, but you should dollar cost average, so buy in smaller lots. Anything in the 140s, just buy your lot. Buy the entire lot. Um, their earnings are coming up. The RSI right now is at 53 that news report about Pelosi buying all those calls, uh, it, it shot the stock up. AMD is up. Uh, again, I would say uh, if you're looking at chip uh, chip stock, Qualcomm is your safest, safest bet. And this one has had an incredible run. We briefed on this one, 126 on July 6th. In fact, it was a 126 on June 27th. And you could have made, you know, three, four percent if you got out at the right time. If you got out with the algorithm, you lost two percent on July fifth. But then July sixth, you had a buy-in again. So one twenty-six oh six, you're trading at one forty-four. Let's look at QCOM right here. And the reason I say buy Qualcomm, uh, you're at one forty-six, is when we go to Finviz and we type in Qualcomm, their forward PE is eleven. When you look at NVIDIA, their forward PE is 25. When you look at AMD, their forward PE is 16. When you look at uh, Taiwan Semi, um, TSM, their forward PE is 13. When you look at, uh, you know, whoever you look at, Qualcomm is, oh, Intel. Intel is one. Their forward PE is 11, but they're a declining business right now. They're not growing their business. They will probably turn things around, but Qualcomm has a forward PE of 11. Their dividend yield is 2%. Um, you've got a great, great business here in Qualcomm that is steady. Will it blow away NVIDIA? Probably not. NVIDIA's got the growth. 
but you're rolling the dice with NVIDIA because that PE could easily come down to the 11s that Qualcomm is. Say they report a, a bad quarter. Say they say something like, you know, our growth isn't going to be as good because uh, we do business in Taiwan and we can't manufacture the chips in Taiwan because China is going to invade us. If NVIDIA has any kind of, you know, slowdown, blah, 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 the whole thing, NVIDIA goes back down to 11 PE, which brings them down to about 120. So this was, you know, uh, just what, eight months ago, um, a $400 stock. Their uh, NVIDIA, let's look at NVIDIA. Uh, by the way, the, the 52-week high of Qualcomm is 193 back in January. NVIDIA 52-week high is 346 in November. You're at 157. It's been cut in half. So do I think that that's probably logical? Yeah. So uh, I'm going to end this by talking about some of the day trades you can do. Uvixi is not a play today. This is going to be an up-day market. Um, you've had too much good news to think that Uvixi is going to play. If you're in Uvixi at 13, I don't think you have any problem holding on to this one because I think you go back to 16 at some point in time. That VIX is at 25 right now. Uh, I would probably double down here in the 12 range. Um, I think that Uvixi is probably going to get to an 11 handle at some point today. I think that VIX is probably being brought down to probably 23 or 24. I think earnings have been good. I think Tom Lee is right. I think we're in a little kind of uh, bump up value. Um, we may be in the second part of a double top uh, if you look at the spy chart. So I, I think Uvixi is out. If you wanted to play Svixi, it just doesn't move like Uvixi on the good days. Um, Svixi is at 50. Let's see on the algorithm. Uh, let's put in Svixi, even though I don't like to play these ones. Uh, Svixi is your play. You've been in since 47. You're at 50. So you've almost got your 10% in Svixi. But it just doesn't move like Uvixi. Svixi, your performance chart over 1,000 candles, you've made 20%. Uh, buying and holding, you've made 50%. Uh, Uvixi, and again, it's a decaying value, so it's not an investment. Uvixi, uh, and the, this is because 1,000 candles is two years. Think about the last two years of the market. Even though we've been in six months of a bear market, the last two years have been an incredible uh, bull market. So Uvixi, you lose 94% versus buying and holding, you lose 95%. Again, these are decaying value assets, so I don't like holding them over weekends. I don't like holding them for a long period of time. But if you wanted to day trade, Svixi would be your play today. I just don't think that it moves. Again, you've made 10% in what, two weeks? Uh, that's not something that I typically like to day trade. Your natural gas, which is going up, we briefed on this one, and I said, hey, um, uh, boil at 44.70, buy it, buy it all day long. I said, um, I, I, you know, again, natural gas was going to go up. 64.66 is where you're trading today. Boil is your play. KOLD is your out. You, you know, KOLD, you got out on July 11th with a nice 20% gain. Um, that's the algorithm. I don't like necessarily using the algorithm, but you can. UCO. Uh, you've got a buy-in at 35.05. You're trading at 37 pre-market. SCO does not move the same as UCO. SCO, uh, you'd still be in uh, SCO right now um, at 19.03. You're at 25. Uh, again, shorting that 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 
oil market was the right, absolute right play. Um, TQQQ, you're going to be up because the futures of the NASDAQ, let's look at uh, the futures of the NASDAQ. Um, dismiss markets. Futures of the NASDAQ are up 1%, 0.86%, 102 points. Uh, UVXE, or I'm sorry, TQQQ had a buy-in at 26.81 on Friday. Um, that was it. Let's look at TQQQ, uh, 27.51. Do I think you buy it at 27 here? Eh, probably not. I don't I don't think this is a good play. I'd probably buy the SQQQ um, under 50. It's trading at 50.29 right now. I'd probably try and get that one at 45. I think you're going to see a bull run here. And, and again, you've got a bull run into all tech week next week. So the queues are going to run. Um, I think that's a probably a, a good thing. You know, again, you've got AMD up, Bank of America. Let's look at Bank of America pre-market because I did say Bank of America was just too low. Um, Bank of America is trading down 32.25. Um, let's see, what did the notes say? Do, do, do street bank of america sees customers taking risk off positions and trading sees shift in spending to experience travel fuel um they they announced earnings so um that's essentially what it is the bank of america is the best since they're the largest bank in the u.s this is a a major major earnings uh to kind of look at the news for um again i like bank of america under 40 buy it over 40 sell it um, they've got a 2.6% dividend yield, their ex-dividend date. Uh, let's look at Bank of America on the algorithm. Uh, Bank of America on the algorithm makes you 36% versus buying and holding the asset makes you 36% as well. You had a buy-in 32.15. You are trading at 32.07. Uh, so you had a buy-in on Friday at 32.15. Do I think you take it? Eh, the... RSI is at 55. It's in no man's land. You'd have to be taken up by the market. So their earnings is, you know, kind of came in in line per se. Let's see if they have their earnings. Um, yeah, earnings surprise 0%. Doesn't have their earnings here. But Bank of America is a good one. Google, by the way, split 20 for 1. Just so you're aware, G-O-O-G. Um, I kind of said, hey, get in there before the, the, the split 20 for 1. Um, they split over the weekend. Their earnings are coming up July 26th next week. So I think that one probably has 120 in the barrel and you're at 111 right now. I think you get back to 120 before the earnings. Just just my take on it. Uh, but uh, let's see in pre-market. Oh, ETHE was way up. GBT's up 6%. ETHE's up 14%. Um, let's look at these in the algorithm. Uh, these are, are um, cryptocurrencies that I like to trade, Grayscale Trusts. Uh, ETHE is, you were in June 22nd at 7.20. You are at 9.35. Uh, let's see, where is it trading in pre-market? It is trading at 10.70. So uh, you've got a good one there. GBTC, um, you were in June 23rd at 13. Um, you're at 1455 GBTC just even though Bitcoin just kind of flounders and stuff like that. It's a good trading tool. Um, but there you have it. Okay. I've gone on for an hour, 54 minutes. 
So I will talk to you tomorrow. I will get my booster. I will see you later. Happy trading. And it's, it'll be an update. So enjoy it. Take care.